from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Spritzer and Matt Humans here. Hour number three tonight, Sunday Bet Prep, our NFL preview shows. We uh, dig deep into week 12 and the uh, 13 games remaining on the card after we had three on Thanksgiving. Al, Big Al McMorty kicked it off tonight. Our first guest, Will Hill from VSIN. And our third guest told me I have to say we're going to save the best for last. <laughs> Big Randy McKay, professional gambler out of North Dakota. Uh, Randy, how you doing, man? How's uh, your college football Saturday and uh, your football betting week in general going so far? Uh, Saturday's not going quite as well as uh, Thursday and Friday, but uh, still hit a few uh, in-game bets, and uh, everything else has gone pretty well. But uh, looking forward to tomorrow's games for sure. And uh, unfortunately, this is the last Saturday, big Saturday of the year, and uh, it's always a kind of a depressing day. I can't. <laughs> Don't get too depressed, man. Keep your chin up. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> he sounded so sad. He did sound sober. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Uh, Scott, you, I gave Randy a shout-out on the show last night because he texted me yesterday and said he loved Nebraska against Iowa, taking the points. Nice call, Randy. Yeah, you know, I'm from Nebraska. I'm from Omaha. We're not too far away. We're Upper Plains guys, Randy. And uh, I saw a little photo there of you with a Vikings uh, outfit on, and I, I'm hoping here that uh, you're a fan because I've been a fan forever, man, going all the way back to Fran the Man and Carl Eller and Alan Page and all those guys. Are you a fan, or was that just a one-time thing? Oh yeah, the first game I ever went to, and uh, we were we were right above uh, Brent Musburger's studio. It was uh, Fran Tarkin's last game at the L.A. Coliseum, and that's the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Ferragamo, a quarterback, oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah. That was my first ever uh, Vikings game, and I've been to all three stadiums. I've been to Met Stadium in the cold with Tommy Kramer beat uh, the Eagles. That was the year after the Eagles uh, won the, or got to the Super Bowl. And uh, I've been, of course, to Metrodome many times, and I've been to the new stadium once against the Redskins on a Thursday night game. Always good to talk to fellow Vikings fans, but I miss yeah. Metro, Metropolitan Stadium. I miss the teams on the same sideline. Yeah. I miss Bud Grant not allowing any kind of warming machines on the sideline, the whole, the whole shebang, the whole ball of wax. Yeah. But see, you know, when you grew up in the Northern Plains like I did and Randy being from North Dakota, you get a little bit used to the cold. I'm a wimp now, Randy. I've been in Vegas for 30-plus years. I go back to any place that's below 30, and, and I'm, like, wanting to get back in the sun. So, you know, you just call me a wimp now. Well, you know what? I, I always feel like teams like the Vikings and the Bears would do the same thing if they, they moved into a dome. If you're a cold, uh, cold-weather team, I think you lose that home field advantage you when you play indoors, obviously. You lose a big part of it, and uh, 
The Vikings, uh, I, I was disappointed to see him move into a dome. I always felt like teams like that should play outside in the cold. Can you imagine a team like the Rams or the Buccaneers Absolutely. going to Minneapolis Chargers. for a playoff game? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well, I remember the Rams when they used to come to uh, Met Stadium there, and <laughs> it was usually a bad outing for them. <laughs> and, of course, I, I grew up uh, when the Bison used to play outside, and UC Davis came there one year with Ken O'Brien as quarterback, and, and uh, the Bison got up about 20 points in the second half, and i never seen so many cold California kids <laughs> on the sideline. All right, let's talk about uh, the Las Vegas Raiders going to Seattle. And, uh, Randy, I think you're taking the points in this game. Scott and I were talking a lot about Derek Carr, and he pulled one out last week in overtime with that pass to Devontae Adams. The Raiders got a win they had to have, but they got to have this one too, and they got to have a bunch down the stretch to stay relevant. Uh, why do you like the Raiders catching points against the Seahawks? Well, this is one situation where I like uh, uh, to go against a team that's kind of overperformed. I call it fat and happy off a of bye. And you got the Raiders coming in off the big win. I see we're getting a little point bonus now. and went back up to four, mostly around the market. So uh, I'll definitely do a bet. I did did play it in all the contests. And uh, you get a Raider team off the big win. Unfortunately, you, you know, you're without those couple weapons of Renfro and, and Waller. It seems like he's a, one of the bigger wimps in football, never plays. Uh, but uh, And their defense hasn't been playing, you know, had, you know they got a good effort against uh, – against Denver last week, and hopefully they can step up and have a good game, too, against Seattle. Randy, the Chargers are at Arizona. Chargers laying three at last check total, 48. And you've got a bad Chargers defense. You've got an Arizona's defense that's on par with the Chargers. You're looking at the over this game. Yeah, I took that in uh, Matt's contest, and I, I bet it for myself. And I I believe it's a really good play here because uh, you get a Arizona team that came off a weird situation where they played in Mexico in elevation and you could just see them dying in that second half. And I don't know how rejuvenated they're going to be coming into this game. And the Chargers, they got some banged up guys all over the, all over their defense. And of course, Herbert, he's played really well. He's got me the covers the last couple weeks and, uh, he can light it up and, you know, they've been kicking some field goals. Hopefully they get touchdowns this week. You know, they can get Murray back in there. Their offense should, you know, hopefully get clicking, you know, get McCoy out of there. I've never been a too big big a fan of McCoy, but he's serviceable when he plays. But uh, I think they get the rejuvenation reju- and uh, hopefully get some touchdowns in the red zone and not get too many bad turnovers. And I think this game gets over the 48. Chargers are 5-5 five and five after two straight losses. Cardinals are 4-7. and seven. About to be knocked out of the playoff picture, but they're in a division where they're not out of it yet. I saw a lot of people talking Monday night, uh, Randy, on social media about the Cardinals, even on ESPN. I, I heard some commentators saying it looked like the Cardinals packed it in and they've quit on the season. They quit on Cl- uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Do you think that's the case, or is that just an overreaction, a bunch of uh, BS? Well, we saw a couple plays there, and I think it had to do more with the elevation. It looked like their team was gassed a little bit, but. Uh... And of course, their defense, their their defensive backs, uh, Kittle got a couple uh, touchdowns there, and they look like they made what's called business decisions uh, not to tackle him. But you know, see a freight train coming at you, uh, you know, kind of can't kind of blame. But they're professionals, and they should step up. But uh, didn't seem like they did, and we'll see if Kingsbury holds on to his job. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him as a coach, but uh, he likes to go for it, and that's another reason why some of their totals will probably go over because, uh, you know, a team or, you know, in situations, he, you know, fourth and three where other teams kick field goals, he usually goes for it, and so does Staley. Randy, how is your contest season going so far? Uh, are you uh, still in the hunt in some of the major contests? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't check out my record. I had a, you know, good three and oh on Thanksgiving. Uh, I got in my uh, rare situation where I put in my plays on Thursday because I liked all three games and I didn't like the Sunday card as much. So I put in all three and, uh, you know, I just got two left. So I'm three and oh, and, uh, I think I was like in 300th place, I think in the circa and I was right there in top hundred in the Westgate striking distance too in the gold. So, uh, you know, just need to close out, have some good weeks here, and uh, especially if I can pull a 5-0, and that'd really get me in the picture here. 
Well, you're off to a good start with the Lions as home dogs, the Giants as road dogs, and the uh, Vikings as home favorites to start out Week 12. Uh, the last game of the week on the schedule is Monday night, and uh, you're playing the Colts and laying two and a half. And in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, this is your best bet on the card. Why do you like the Colts so much as short home favorites? Yeah, this is one of the best bets I liked all week. And uh, another game we didn't talk about. I I do like that. I did bet the Titans today at two and a half, but uh, that's a one as well. And uh, the Colts game, I really like the reju- rejuvenation they've got here with Saturday. And it seems like Matt Ryan's pretty rejuvenated. As uh, he didn't didn't think he was going to start right away when they played the Raiders, and they saw him in there, and that made that a pretty good bet. If you're watching the game, watching like the pregame or like I did, I caught it on the end game, and I started bet. He started betting the Raiders, or the, yeah, the uh, Colts against the Raiders in that game. And, uh, I, you know, some reason uh, it, they got their offensive line going. I don't know if that's Saturday's influence or not. And they, they really blocked well. And, of course, it was nice to have a healthy Taylor in there, and he's been running the ball real well. I used them last week against the uh, Eagles. They, You know, they did blow a 10-point lead there. but uh, and, and their defense is been playing really tough you know they got Buckner up front they got Gilmore in the back it would be nice to have Leonard in the middle but they, they don't have him but their defense has played all year you know only one of like I said on the show I think it was last week only one of their games has gone over in the Colts games gone over the total of 45 so that that's that just shows you how good their defense has played I went to one of the games here in Denver and it was probably one of the uglier football games you could ever watch yeah. but uh that's kind of the way they've been playing, and uh, and I'm just going to ride with them. I think this is a good play. All right, you mentioned you played the Titans today, and you uh, took two and a half. That number's down to one and a half, a lot of spots. Why do you like the Titans? Well, they get a little playoff revenge, which usually probably isn't a big factor, but uh, that was a game that you know they should have won last year in the playoffs. They sacked Burrow all those times, and they just had a, you know, Tannehill had one, one of his worst games of the season there with the bad interceptions. And uh, I like how they're going to step up. You know, the Bengals are without Mixon. That's going to take away their running game. Now they're without Chase, a good wide receiver. They're going to be limited in weapons. And, uh, you know, they should be able to run the ball. You know, the only thing that scares me, hopefully they get a lead. Because if you watch Bengals games, this Lou Amarillo is a really good defensive coach. They make big adjustments at halftime. And it seems like they shut out the opponents. I mean, it's it's almost incredible. And there's a big sample size of this over the last these last two years of Lou Amarillo's defense. So hopefully the Titans get a lead and can ground out a nice win here. I think his name's Lou Anarumo. Did you, okay. call, him, did you call him Lou An- Amarillo? Yeah, something like that. Amarillo Slim. Just like the uh, Close yeah, kind of like, yeah, that's <laughs> what he's thinking poker actually, right now. <laughs> kind of like Amarillo better. That sounds better. <laughs> I'm with you on the Titans and the Colts, and uh, I did make the Raiders one of my contest plays as well. Uh, Big Randy, follow him on Twitter at rr39. You're still out in Colorado, right? Yeah, I'll be here till uh, Christmas. I plan to make a trip in uh, and then head to uh, Phoenix, I think, for Christmas with the family. All right, Randy, thanks for jumping on tonight, man. Appreciate the time. Good luck uh, tomorrow. All right, you guys have a good night. Good luck, everybody out there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here's a good combination, Scott. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Go to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now. To start your run at victory, Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Scott Amarillo and Matt Eumann's back here on the Sunday <laughs> Bet Prep Show. You said that's going to be your new nickname, right? Hey, if I'm ever a country singer, I am Lou Amarillo. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. That's a great name. <laughs> at Scott Wins. Also, you find him at Doc Sports. And, uh, Scott, let's take a look at the uh, Circa Friday Football Invitational Best Bets and see who's got uh, plays on the line in uh, Sunday's games. Bobby Brubeck, a professional handicapper, professional better, let's say, out of Austin, Texas. He's got Steelers-Colts under 39.5 on Monday night. Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com handicapper. Commanders minus four. Joey Fortuna, professional better. Out of Florida, Browns plus three and a half. Mark Lawrence of Playbook Sports on Titans plus two and a half is his best bet. Randy McKay, who uh, just joined us, Colts minus two and a half. James Salinas, pro better out of uh, Colorado. And a uh, 2015 Westgate Super Contest winner. He's on Saints plus nine. Jeff Whitelaw, pro better from Vegas. Bengals minus two and a half. And uh, Chris Sanook, pro better in Vegas. Seahawks. Minus three and a half against the Raiders. Those are guys with uh, best bets on the line in our Circa Friday Football Invitational on uh, Friday nights. And um, we're down from a starting field of 16 to 13. The last place capper gets cut after this week, and that's a process that continues. Uh, We cut half of the field of uh, 16 for eight consecutive weeks. We cut the last place capper in a field of eight competes for the title. The Elite Eight will compete in the final three weeks. All right, the leader, by the way, Doug Kazarian of uh, ESPN, Chuck Edel, up there at the top with James Salinas and Chris DeBear Felica. Let's get to uh, a few more games here to preview. We talked about Justin Fields and his status. Looks like he's going to be a long shot to play for the Bears against the Jets on Sunday. Scott, do you like the Jets better here with Mike White at quarterback? Because I do. I think uh, also... If Zach Wilson were to be a quarterback after the the comments he made last week where he basically took no accountability for playing poorly in the loss to the Patriots, I think the team's going to play hard here, and they're going to, uh, I, I would think, be a little bit more motivated to play with uh, Mike White at quarterback. I think that you had to do that as coach of the Jets after what was said, after the way he played, and he was horrible uh, in that game against New England. It's he's, not the first time he's been horrible either. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's been bad in his career. I mean, I, what did he go into last week? Two touchdowns, seven picks, 57% passer, and he only got worse. You know, And again, you have 103 yards and four quarters of NFL football, and it's not like, I mean, not to take anything away from New England, but it's not like he's going up against the number one defense, the, the 85 right. Chicago Bears or something like that. And he keeps getting out coached. I mean, he has not figured anything out. 
about the defense he sees every time he steps on the field against the Patriots. And I think that was the fourth time that he's seen them. So, and then on top of that, what he said, I think you had to replace him. Uh, I'm staying away from the game, Matt, but I do like them. You know, I like him more with the quarterback change in Mike White than I did uh, if he would have played again. But uh, if it's Trevor Simeon taking the field here, what are these two guys thrown over the last, over this season? Mike White hasn't. Trevor Simeon, five passes maybe. Mm -hmm. So this is probably a game that I'm going to end up passing on. I almost feel like I got to find a play that I can tease with the Jets. You know, tease them down basically just yeah. to win the football game down to down to one or whatever and and find another team to tease with them. But other than that, I mean, I certainly won't be watching this football game. Uh, New York did have six sacks and a bunch of pressures against the Pats last week. Lean to the Jets, but again, a touchdown keeps me away from it. Yeah, we were talking about this game with uh, Will Hill when he joined us in uh, the second hour tonight. The Jets were one of his contest plays. Uh, but also, I think he mentioned if you're going to play the Jets, play them on a teaser. And I yeah. agree with you. I think if if you're gonna, if you want action on this game, put the Jets on a teaser. Just knock them down to to win the game straight up. I actually do like the quarterback switch to Mike sure. White. Uh, not only is it, I think, an attitude adjustment maybe for the Jets a little bit. Uh, also, I, I just think Mike White's more qualified to win in the NFL right now than Zach Wilson. What has Wilson shown? I don't, I don't Not get much. it. You know, he had like one good game in his career, and all of a sudden he's the savior in New York, you know, yeah. and then everybody sees that he's just not accurate. I mean, you're, you can't have a starting quarterback who's played as many games as he has, uh, I forget what it was before this season, but now seven or eight this year, and have a 57 or 58% accuracy rate. It just doesn't – it's not going to fly. So uh, I, I think Tennessee uh, – t- well, I think you're getting seven and a half. I would want more than seven with Tennessee, but if you tease them to the Jets, tease them the Jets down to about one, it's not a bad move right now. All right, that's Bears-Jets, and uh, actually the one game where I thought Zach Wilson played well was his first game back when he led the second half go. rally against the Steelers yep. in Pittsburgh. Uh, okay, let's look at Saints 49ers. Andy Dalton, <laughs> I, I'm, st- I'm, I'm not really sure why he's still the quarterback of the Saints, <laughs> uh, but Dalton and the Saints did get a win a week ago against the Rams, who are uh, wreck right now because of injuries, but they're big dogs. James Salinas played the Saints as his best bet in the contest here, catching nine at San Francisco. Can you see why he took the Saints? Yeah, I mean, it's a really tough spot for San Francisco. doesn't mean they can't go out and blow them off the field. Matchups-wise, players-wise, coaching, all that kind of stuff, you would think San Francisco has no problem winning this game, you know, and, and, and probably one of those situations where they could win like, you know, 31-14 or thereabouts, but it's such a bad spot. I mean, they played about as well as it gets for most of that game, uh, against Arizona, they come off the high altitude game. Um, it's just a really, it's a really tough spot. But here's, I got one way to describe this. James Salinas, you know, you said that he's on New Orleans. I was going to ask you. I, I, I've got maybe six, seven guys in my circle. I don't remember anybody talking about this game seriously this mm-hmm. whole week. And we were talking about like Bob Leflember and movies like that a little bit earlier with Al McMorty. And I, I've got one way to describe this game. I lean New Orleans in this game because of the spot. So I do lean on them plus the points. But I can kind of give my thoughts and handicap on this game by going back to Godfather 1 when uh, Frankie Patangeli said to Michael Corleone, your father does, he did business with Hyman Roth. He respected Hyman Roth, but he never trusted Hyman Roth. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel about the New Orleans Saints. I, I know what they can do here. I know what the spot is, but I don't trust them even getting nine points. So... Has to be a pass for me, Matt. Yeah, it's a pass for me, too. And I think you're right. Of uh, all the games I've heard people talk about in the card this week, this is the least talked about game. Nobody I've, I I've even heard yeah. a lot of Falcons-Commanders debate by comparison. <laughs> here. Nobody's really talking yeah. about the Saints 49ers game. Now, you're talking about the spot. The Niners are off that Monday night game in Mexico City, and they have a game against the Dolphins on deck and a game against the Buccaneers on deck. Uh, so this is kind of a... A game that you could see the Niners maybe sleepwalking through a little bit or or looking past. Yeah, they could cruise to this game and win twenty four sixteen. Right, that's the scary could. part. You, you know. Could. So anyway, you can fall asleep at the wheel and Costa went over the Saints. And uh, you know, we talked about this you and I did before the season. Teams in the NFC did a spot on this during the summer on VSEN. Sleeper teams in the NFC. I was right on two out of three: Vikings, Eagles, and wrong about the Saints. I was with you on all three. I, and I don't think Dennis Allen's going to be long for this job in New Orleans. Don't you kind of feel like he's he's such a low-energy guy and um, he's not making a difference uh, on the sideline? Do you think the Saints have to look in a different direction? I think so. yeah. yeah, I think so. And, and also, listen, I know Jameis has been beat up a little bit this year early on. Yeah. 
but you can't keep starting Andy Dalton, yeah, who is just he just doesn't prove himself to be a legitimate NFL starting quarterback. And as soon as you think he's kind of figured it out, he throws two picks. Yeah. You know, so and again, I'm not a big raw raw guy on the sideline, but I want a guy with some energy. You know, you right. look to him and, and he gives you that leadership and that feel like, you know, we're doing what we want, we're gonna win this game, or if we do this or that, we're gonna win this game. He just doesn't have that look at all on the sideline. No, no confidence. Doesn't. I can't figure out why he's sticking with the red rifle either. All right, Falcons commanders. Scott, we could do a whole hour on this game, but we're just going to do a minute and a half. <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> what do you think here of uh, the Commanders laying three and a half, four against the Falcons? I took the points here. I think it was four in the contest, if I remember right, but uh, took the Falcons. And, you know, again, I look at Washington and I look at that yards per point margin and I just don't like it. I'm certainly, again, not the only person that talks about that with Washington this year. Uh, passing games weak, middle of the pack on the ground, don't score a lot of points. They average about 20 points or less than 20 points per game. And I know they're on this real nice spread run. They've gone 5-0 in one of their last six against the number. But mm-hmm. you even look at that Houston final when they won 23-10, to and they got one offensive touchdown yep. in that entire game to get to 23 points. I know Atlanta's got some defensive shortcomings. We've talked about that a little bit, but I don't think they'll be exploited uh, by Washington. And again, the Falcons, man, I know they're 5-6. They're and six. They're just a handful of plays from 8-3. and three. And uh, I, I think they have to at least hang this number. I've also thought about maybe even maybe even sprinkling a little bit on the money line on Atlanta tomorrow. We've seen so many one-score games in the NFL this season more than ever before. This looks to me like a classic game decided by a field goal. Yeah, definitely. I, I cannot lay the points with the Commanders, even though I like Washington better with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Oh, definitely with time. I mean, look at the game. They, again, they laid one at home to Chicago. They got four at home to Green Bay. I don't see how they're laying more than three to the Atlanta Falcons right. who are that close to have a winning record. All right, quick break. We come back. Uh, we've got more games to preview here. We're going to talk Bucks, browns Bengals-Titans, and Texans-Dolphins. Break those three games down uh, on the other side. Stick with us here on Sunday Bet Prep. is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, the VEASAN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Sign up today to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. We've got the College Bowl Guide, the Super Bowl betting guides coming up. Uh, there's a lot you get with this deal. It's a limited time Cyber Monday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here. we got three more games to break down here before we get to the uh, final segment and wrap up tonight's show. We haven't talked a lot about these games. We've talked a little about these three, but Bucks browns weather might be a factor in Cleveland. Uh, forecast shows 20-mile-an-hour winds, 30-plus-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Uh, see how that impacts the passing games. And Scott, uh, last week, Jacoby Brissett had one of his better games as a quarterback. That was in the Browns' loss to the Bills sure. in Detroit. In that game, Brissett passed for 324 yards and three touchdowns. I think in this game, the Browns are going to go ba- mainly with the rushing attack, especially if the wind is a factor. I want to say this, too, about the Tampa Bay offense. Even though I think Tom Brady's playing pretty well, he's playing better than a lot of people give him credit for. Right which is kind of strange to say that Tom Brady's being underrated uh, by the media or by uh, analysts. I I think Brady's played pretty well. The Tampa Bay offense has scored more than 20, has not scored more than 22 points in any of the past six games. And to make matters worse, running back Leonard Fournette out with an injury tomorrow in Cleveland. And having said that, it's one of the plays I like on Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, I'm not crazy about 20 to 30 mile per hour wins, but uh, obviously you're not going to see Tom Brady flinging the ball downfield over and over if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But I always think about it this way, and I'm a Brissett fan as a good backup quarterback. He's a nice safety valve to have when you've got a starting quarterback who might get injured or whatever. Uh, but when I look at a game like that, I'm thinking, okay, it's equally windy to Tampa Bay as it is to Cleveland. Would I rather have an offense led by Tom Brady or Jacoby Brissett? No knock against Brissett, but obviously – it would be Tom Brady, who, as you mentioned, has played well the last few weeks. Like to see him scoring more points, obviously, than than you know, nineteen twenty points per game. Uh, but this Cleveland defense has given up over thirty points in four of their last six games. 
And I think Tampa Bay's offense can take advantage of that, even with Fournette uh, being banged up and injured. I, I like the way the Tampa Bay defense also, the, the way they looked in the last couple of games, and I think they're going to dominate this Browns offense mm-hmm. in the trenches. And you know, Jacoby Brissett had the big game last week, but he's facing a different animal this week because his offensive line, I think, is just, when you look at the matchups, I don't think they match up well at all with Tampa Bay. And it's the number one defense in the NFL when it comes to sack rate and interception rate. And as good as Jacoby Brissett is as a backup who can fill in as a starter when needed, when he gets under pressure as much as he potentially can in this with the wind blowing, if he gets behind, there's that chance for a pick or two along the way, maybe a shorter field situation set up for the Tampa Bay offense. So I'm making a lot of reasons here. Just hope it comes true. I laid the three and a half, didn't lay the three. I don't think you're going to find a three minus juice out there. I'm not, again, crazy about laying juice anyway on a three. Uh, So bottom line is I, I laid the three and a half and, on a card where there's not a busload of big games or plays you want to step out on, this is one of the few that I did. Yeah, right now at Circa, Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite, but that's minus 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, most spots at three and a half. There's a couple other threes out there with uh, increased juice. DraftKings at minus three and a half, minus 105 on uh, the Buccaneers. Total of 42. I lean under the total. Here, here are the point totals for the Tampa Bay offense in the last six games. 21 18, 3, 22, 16, and 21. I might need more than three. <laughs> Man. That's... Well, I'm hoping that this Buccaneers defense uh, <laughs> checks down on Cleveland and holds them to uh, seven or less, but uh, I'll certainly take a 20 to 16 win. I'm not greedy, so <laughs> hope it's easier than that, but I'll take it. All right. Despite being 8 0 straight up and 7 and 1 ATS since week three, Tennessee. Not getting a lot of respect in the betting market for obvious reasons. I think it's uh, another low-variance offense, but Derrick Henry carries this offense. Uh, I think a critical key to winning for the Titans in this game is going to be Ryan Tannehill uh, producing a clean performance. He threw three picks in that 1916 playoff loss to Cincinnati. I kind of like the Titans as home dogs here. Don't love the Titans as home dogs, but uh, (laughs) they were two and a half early in the week, and this number is dipping a little bit. Actually, there were threes out there for a little bit. Dip from three to two and a half. Now we're seeing one and a half. Uh, so we're seeing a little bit, a little bit of money trickle in on uh, Tennessee here, Scott. Actually, right now, Circa is down to minus one on Cincinnati. Wow. Glad I got the two and a half teased up to eight and a half. You yeah. know, and I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have teased it up to seven, even though that's not bad to do. Tease from one up to seven, but I teased up to eight and a half. And Mixon's out, by the way, too. For I don't know if you mentioned that yes. for Cincinnati. Uh, I, I guess I'm into a little bit more into revenge, not much, but a little bit more at what it's playoff revenge. And especially, like you said, uh, Tannehill couldn't have played much worse than he did in that game. Revenge isn't a big factor for me in professional sports, but again, lean a little bit more to it when it is uh, a playoff revenge spot from the season uh, prior. Th- this Titans team, as you mentioned, man, they just keep winning and they just keep covering great coaching. The defense has been excellent against the run, and now they're dodging chase. Uh, which means maybe the pass defense, which can stink at times mm-hmm. for Tennessee, uh, should be helped out a little bit by the fact that Chase won't be played in this game. And, you know, here's the thing about the Tennessee Titans. Their defense has allowed a total of 67 points over the last five games combined. So they've held their last five opponents to 13.4 points per game. That's very impressive. And the Cincinnati offense, again, banged up at a couple of key spots. Their run to defense, talking about Cincy's, isn't too hot. So you get a steady diet of the running game from Tennessee, and if they can run, I don't need, if I'm betting on Tennessee, five yards per carry. I don't even need four and a half yards per carry. I just want 3.8 to 4.2 efficient yards per carry. I want to see a Derrick Henry run for three yards or three and a half yards on third and three. I don't care what he does on you know second and 15. Mm-hmm. And I think they can get that out of Tennessee. Now, having said that, I did tease it up to eight and a half, so... Uh, I like them at that price, an eight-and-a-half tease with Pittsburgh. Well, I like the Titans here because they're going to be the much more effective team in terms of rushing offense. Sure, should be. What what you need here, you, you've got to get a clean performance from Tannehill. You can't have turnovers. Right. Uh, but I, I do like the Titans as home dogs. And the fact that the Bengals are going to have a lot of trouble running the ball, sure. Scott. They're going to have a, and it's going to be on Joe Burrow in this one. Okay, the Texas, line's got to uh, protect him if there's no running game. Right, they got to right. protect him. You know? So if Tennessee doesn't have to play all that honest on, on defense – it could be a long day for Joe Burrow. But like you said, uh, you feel a lot more comfortable bet watching this game if you tease it up to uh, a better number. Absolutely. <laughs> than uh, <laughs> the current number of one, which is at uh, Circus Sports and DraftKings right now. 
Texans and Dolphins. Texans about plus 650 on the money line here. Big Al McMorty joined us in the first hour tonight. He's taking the 14 with the Texans. Do you agree here? Can you get on the same side with Big Al and Houston? I guess I have to because I already used up my Hyman Roth reference on New Orleans, but uh, <laughs> I could see folks throwing that in there when it comes to the Houston Texans. But I don't like teams that are rolling along and then all of a sudden that bye week. Oh, and that's what happened to Miami. Yeah, yeah. 39, 35, 31 points in the three games before the bye week. Hate bye weeks again when you're talking about teams like this. Uh, they put up a ton of yardage, but not much on the ground. That's kind of scary when you're handicapping Miami and you got to win by more than 14. All their yardage is basically in the aerial game done through the air. And Houston's weak against the run, but they're upper half in the NFL when it comes to uh, passing yards allowed. But yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. Miami is putting up outstanding metrics, all that kind of stuff against a pretty tough schedule. And Houston might be the worst team in the league, but that's all baked into the number by the the smart guys behind the behind the counter, and and they factor all of that in. And there's no freebies, obviously, in the NFL. So Houston has just one loss by more than this spread so far this season. That was a 38 to 20 loss to Las Vegas of all teams, and that was a four point game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams, or excuse me, the Raiders were able to move on to the 18 point win. So Houston actually slightly outgained the Raiders in that loss too. And I think they're going to hang this number. I really do. And by the way, Miami goes on the road for three straight after this game at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at the Bills. That's a tough three-game stretch. So you would think they would be focused on winning this game. I just don't like the fact that they could be up 14 in the third quarter but can't run the football. So you're giving Houston's offense potentially more chances to stay within that number or even get a backdoor cover late in the game. You're right about that. Let's go even further. Look at this Dolphins schedule. So this is uh, your last rest stop uh, yeah. <laughs> down the stretch. After the bye, you, you host the Texans. Two touchdown favorites, okay. And like you said, at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo. Then you play the Packers, Patriots, and Jets. You got no, you got no layups down the stretch right. after this game. They might be looking ahead a little bit. At yeah, this, you got to uh, wonder this, about that. At yeah. these six games uh, down the stretch here for the Dolphins. Tua, uh, take, <clears throat> Tua right now, 18 TD passes, three picks. He's taken only eight sacks and eight starts this season. Do you think he's a legitimate MVP contender? Or are we basically just talking about Patrick Mahomes and uh, Jalen Hurts at this point? As much as I like Jalen Hurts, why not throw Tua right there? About okay. even, almost even, not slightly behind Jalen Hurts. I would have Mahomes way out in front of everybody. Jalen Hurts right behind him, but then maybe just a slight notch behind him, Tua. I think he's been that good. His offensive line has been fantastic for a team with no running game to be able to protect him as well as they do. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. Patrick Mahomes right now minus 190. He's the favorite to be MVP at DraftKings. He deserves to be the favorite, obviously. All right, quick break. We come back. We're going to wrap up the show. we got a pro tip, and uh, we got my contest plays. We're going to break down. And uh, back here in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Soccer fans, get ready with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup. Now in uh, full swing, now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on the action. Betrivers.com. Scott, you're a soccer guy and uh, as somebody who likes to stay up all night myself, I watch a little bit of soccer late night. Uh, I have not been watching a lot of this World Cup. I know you had a winner today on Poland. Have you been capping and watching all of the World Cup? We're sitting at four and two right now in World Cup action. Uh, we started things off with the USA draw with with Wales, and uh, and again we've we've hit four out of six. The top place so far was Poland. I thought that was a great go against spot uh-huh. when it comes to Saudi Arabia off the huge win over the Argentine club and and uh, one of the biggest upsets, if not the biggest, in World Cup history and. Every one of those players got a half-million-dollar uh, Rolls-Royce for Saudi Arabia for winning that game. I'm not kidding. The government uh, gave them all Rolls-Royces. I've heard a rumor that the Saudi government's got a lot of money. There's a, there's a chance. There's yeah. a possibility. I, I think you should follow the people with those that, that give you those rumors. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I don't have any of these early games tonight or tomorrow, I should say, at 2 a.m. It's mm-hmm. uh, Japan and Costa Rica. I'll stay off of that. Japan's off the big win over Germany. And when I get home tonight... Folks, I will actually be jumping into Germany, Spain, and seeing if I like that game, which goes at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And I, I want to find reasons to back Germany or a draw, and I'll see if I can find enough reasons to do so. Who's the uh, top player for Spain? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you really knew this Didier stuff. Drogba. <laughs> no, he doesn't play anymore. So there you go. Who's Ronaldo playing for? Ronaldo is uh, in a lot of trouble Portugal. with his team. Yeah. Manchester United and uh, right. no longer on that team. But, yeah, he's a port. He plays for the Portuguese, and uh, they've always got a strong team. But, uh, man, you always got to ask me these tough questions. <laughs> I thought you were a soccer junkie. Dude, you don't you need walk, to know the you names. You walked in here today saying, I've ah, got, I hit a winner with I've Poland. Got, I've yeah. got Poland, I, and, and I don't know the names of the players. Okay. And it was all it's all situational. Seriously. Now, you know, I've, in the past, <laughs> <But thanks. laughs> I've, I've heard some handicappers in the past who uh, don't really know the names of players on college football teams. Or things like that, and they're giving out plays. And I'm like, you don't. Do you, I mean, I, I, you know, college football, would be, obviously. Yeah, some guys who are strict numbers guys don't need to know the personnel. I want to know. The, I want to know the personnel. Oh, I, I know the personnel yeah. for college football, NFL, but for soccer, it's all situational. And I'll uh, tell you another sport that is completely situational is uh, the NBA. And obviously, we know more NBA players than you do foreign soccer players. But the bottom line is, is that that is so situational and line based. College basketball, non-conference, mm. November, December, same thing. Al McMorty, one of the most successful NFL cappers, he could probably name you two to three players tops on most of the NFL teams because it's so numbers-based. And that's, I mean, the spot of Poland and knowing that they're a really good team, for instance, over the Saudi, uh, over the Saudi national team, coming off the biggest win ever as a huge dog. They were yeah. like plus 2,000 or whatever and just thought it was a great spot. And I don't care about who the players are, to tell you the truth, in soccer. You know, I really don't. I just want to know situations and lines. Well, that was a great situational spot to bet against Saudi. Do you think the uh, Saudi players will have to give the Rolls Royce back? If they get beat again. If they get beat again. I think that was what they were saying. They lose two in a row? They lose two in a row? (laughs) 
All right, here's a pro tip for you. So uh, this is going to be a college football reference again. Believe your own eyes and numbers and don't get influenced by media hype. I'm going to go back to uh, September when I heard a lot of talking heads and even some numbers guys and odds makers saying that Ohio State's the best team in the country. Three points better than Alabama. And I was on a decent show. I said, how do you know? How do you know that? How do you know Ohio State is the best number one power-rated team in the country? How do you know it's three points better? To me, that's all hype. That's media hype. I've been saying the same thing about Gonzaga basketball for the last three years. And I said it this year. I looked at the odds board, and Gonzaga's an 8-1 to favorite to win the NCAA championship. I said, you got to be kidding me. I know some of that's based on liability and how much money you're taking on teams. But uh, I, I felt like Gonzaga has been a lot of media hype the past couple of years. Uh, I thought Ohio State was mostly media hype. And uh, I saw the Buckeyes struggle to get past Notre Dame in that season opener, and I, I couldn't understand why the, the numbers were so high on the Buckeyes each week. Well, I thought Ohio State would win today against Michigan. I really did. And that, was, that had to do with what we talked about earlier, the fact that I didn't think that McCarthy was going to be able to fire the football as much as he did downfield. Sure. Totally different and game plan. And Blake Corum, the running back, right. was injured, banged up. I and mean, there are reasons to be concerned sure. about the Wolverines. But as far as what you were saying, you know, that goes back to – our very first show we did, we were previewing the season and we were talking about all these teams that were going to, you know, represent the NFC and the AFC and the Super Bowl and the, the, the top rated college football teams. And, and, and I, I was saying back then, you know, my, my favorite person as a, he's been betting since he was 40 years old and he's 81 now, Sean Hess mm-hmm. taught me a lot back in the day when I was a young guy and he always starts out the same way. And this is a, a very uh, intelligent, well-schooled guy who used to who had his his law degree and all that kind of stuff became a better, and he always starts out the same season in every sport the same way. And he says, "Excuse the grammar. Nobody knows nothing about nothing." And he says it every time, mm-hmm. and he's right. And you know, New Orleans was almost everybody's pick to be a dark horse. The Colts, you know, right down the line. But oh, yeah. uh, but anyway, getting back to not having to know the players. How many how many people thought the Seahawks <laughs> were going to be the worst team in the NFL? I was one of them that thought they were right there with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. The New York Giants, you know. So again, you have to be careful I think really early in the in the season about I mean, you don't want to be throwing out your, you know, 10% of your bankroll on opening week, you know, in football because sure. you're basing stuff off of stuff you've heard, not what you've seen. And uh I will say this about the first uh, month here at college basketball, I've seen some really bizarre res- Results have uh, surprised the hell out of me. You, know, you see a score and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Sure. Uh, kind of like Colorado whipping Tennessee two days after Colorado <laughs> gets beat by Grambling. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. There's, there's was... been so many bizarre results. But I think, uh, and you make your own numbers in the NFL, and you don't get influenced by media hype, right? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hear, you know, if I'm on a side, I love, it's nothing better than like a Sunday night or Monday night game when you got six people on you know one of the networks that are showing the game talking about all being on the same side and you happen to be on the other side it just feels good yeah. when you have the same side as like six people that are non-betting media you're feeling <laughs> like you've already lost the game before it's even kicked off it's movie time uh so yeah i do i i like that but i i did want to finish up by saying matt that situations and numbers to me are the most important thing you need to know in every sport you play mm-hmm. now, i couldn't name you the starting five for gonzaga but I'll be on them tomorrow because of the situation they're in on Sunday, uh, coming off another loss. And the last time they lost, they lost badly to Texas. They bounced right back against Kentucky, one of the top teams in the country. So if it fits my numbers, I'm going to be playing it. And uh, that's what we'll be looking for in Spain, Germany on I, Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I agree with <laughs> I you. Right back to it. <laughs> agree with your Gonzaga angle. Uh, they got beat up last night by Purdue, lost by 18. Gonzaga is better than it looked last night. I think uh, the Zags will bounce sure. back in that that spot tomorrow. But uh, the thing about Ohio State, I felt like the numbers have been inflated, and Ohio State's been overrated the entire season. I took the points of Michigan Did today, uh, but I was concerned about the running back situation for mm-hmm. the Wolverines. Turned turned out that the uh, backup running back was Freaking. a star today. He was unstoppable, yeah. and Jim Harbaugh had a great game plan. But uh, anyway, we move on. Let's get to my uh, contest plays, and I shuffled a few of these. Uh, to be um, candid, I, I changed, I think, out two of these plays in the Westgate Super Contest, but these are the Circa Millions plays. Mean Machine, I've got to look up uh, my record for this. I know my record's at least three games better in the in the Super Contest, but Panthers plus two and a half, Falcons plus four and a half, Raiders plus three and a half. I know I switched out the Raiders in the Super Contest. The Packers plus seven, 
I had to take that number with the full seven here sure. in the Circa. And the Colts minus two and a half. And uh, I just can't. I think it's difficult to justify making Russell Wilson and the Broncos road <laughs> favorites when they have the lowest scoring offense in the NFL of 14.7 points per game. That said, Scott, uh-huh. I know you're on the opposite side. <laughs> I do not like Sam Darnold starting a quarterback for Carolina tomorrow. That's the problem. It's like, what do you do, man? It's like six to one, half a dozen the other, man, <laughs> when you got Darnold against Russell Wilson. And the difference for me came down to basically the defense. Uh, that you know, Denver's defense third against the pass, third in total yards allowed per game, and they're going up against a guy who hasn't played all year. Uh, but again, if they get beat, I, I'm, am I going to be shocked? Absolutely not. Was there a best bet you had in the bunch, though? I mean, two, uh, one or two of your plays? Uh, no. Yeah. No, there's no best bet. Actually, in Pretty the, tough card. In the, I think in the super contest, I threw the Browns in as a play at plus three and a half, and I pulled out the. Uh, pulled out the Raiders. I think okay. I, that was one switch I, I think I made in that We've contest. still been going with the same plays in both contests. Yeah. And, you know, just looking to win those mini runs, those, what, three, four-week contests that they have throughout the course of the season at this point. 60% doesn't get you in the money. Right. <laughs> now, I did pull out I, – I put it in the Browns because I saw the weather forecast of the high winds and Leonard Fournette being out. I said the Browns can run the ball. The Buccaneers are not going to be able to run the ball. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I also – no, you're on the opposite side, right? right? Yep. Yeah. I'm on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. Thanks to Big Al McMorty, Will Hill, and Big Randy McKay on uh, tonight's show. For Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans. have a winning Sunday or Monday. And uh, thanks for watching tonight on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the new betting splits feature on VEASAN.com before you place your next bet. Every day we post the latest splits with the percentage of bets and money on teams and total for each game. Track which teams are seeing the most tickets written and if the public action matches the money coming in on those matches the money coming in on those matches the money coming in on those matches the money. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.